You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sal got it back on the fan. While you were sleeping, we started the show. We'll get back to your calls in a second here. But just to refresh everybody who is sleeping. Lucky you. We started the show talking about Daniel Jones and the contract. And while it is best-case scenario for the Giants, they get to franchise tag Saquon Barkley like they wanted to. They get to keep their quarterback at a cap-friendly number for at least this year. They have an out after two years, so everybody's happy. Jones gets $40 million a year. The contract is not the problem. The quarterback potentially is. You can't tell me that the same guy who a year ago, if I were to ask you a year ago at this time, Hey, you know what? Um, the Giants are going to sign, or maybe I wasn't going to ask you, I was going to tell you. Hey, you know what? The Giants are going to sign Daniel Jones after the year to a $160 million contract for four years. How would Giant fans have taken that a year ago? You would have freaked out. You would have called up here and called me all sorts of names or tweeted me, you suck, you idiot, what are you talking about? You're clueless. And yet here we are. And you're still doing the same thing. No, but with Jones, you would never think that he would get this type of contract. And the reason why is because he wasn't good in his first three years. You cannot switch completely based off of one year, as good as it was. And by the way, I mean, it was a good year, more so team-wise, and Jones was good at times. He played his best games at the end of the year. His best game was the game against Minnesota. Now, that would be encouraging that he got better. Maybe his last two games are the best two games. The game that they clinched against the Colts and then the game that they you know won in Minnesota. But even with that, it's not like Jones lit the league on fire. It's not like Daniel Jones emerged as some superstar. But that's how we're treating it now. You can't change your opinion that drastically based off of just one okay season. So the question remains the same. While the quarterback is here, while the contract is now done, the question still remains the same. Certain things were answered last year. You know, Brian Dable certainly got the most out of Daniel Jones in his first year. They were able to win some games. But can Daniel Jones take his game to another level? You know, like actually throwing the football regularly. And putting up bigger numbers, and it's not just the stats, but putting up bigger numbers that can help this team's offense overall get to another level. The easy excuse is, yeah, but he didn't have any wide receivers. All right, well, we'll find out because they're going to do better in that department. Hard to do worse. They'll do better in that department this year. I still have questions about Jones and how far he could elevate his game. Giants are giving him this contract believing that he can take it to another level or two. They were thrilled with what they saw in year one under the leadership of Dable. 
but make no mistake, this is not, okay, franchise quarterback, let's roll up our sleeves, go try to go out there and compete to win a Super Bowl. This is not that. He's still got to evolve, and they've still got a lot of work to do. 877-337-6666. Gino is calling from Hicksville. What's up, Gino? Hey, Sal. I just want to uh, talk about yesterday for one second. Uh, mm-hmm. When I said you should have your own show, I, I know you have the night show. I listen to you every night. I meant like prime time. Oh, anyway, okay. uh, I, I, yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks for clearing that up. And I was just messing around, too. All right, buddy. Uh, yesterday you mentioned that you enjoyed some of those movies and one more is The Goodfellas, correct? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to tell you a fast little story about that. When I was 17 at my prom, we went to the Copacabana, you know, uh, with the girls and so forth. And my uncle said, you know, just stand on the line there. When this guy comes up to you, give him 10 bucks. So this guy came up to us. I gave him 10 bucks. And he took us past the Copa, like down this basement. And the next thing I knew, we were in the kitchen of the Copacabana. Walking through the kitchen, they took a table and put it like 15 feet in front of uh, Bobby Vinton. He was the guy playing at the time. And uh, I said, holy mackerel, this is something else. And then years later, the Goodfellas comes out. And sure enough, in the Goodfellas, they did the same exact thing. If you remember, they went through the kitchen Mm -hmm. and they set the table up in the front. I, I thought it was an interesting story anyway. I'm not sure the audience feels the same. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm you just being what? honest with you. But anyway, thanks for sharing, Gino. You have anything else you want to get to? <laughs> well, I, I was going to tell you about a jet story. That you oh, no more, no, no more stories, Gino. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Please, no more stories. I think I fell asleep during that one. No, but I appreciate the kind words. And you sharing the story that you thought was entertaining, but probably the majority of people listening were like, where's this going? And there wasn't much of a payoff there. Chris is calling from Carmel, New York. What's up, Chris? All hey, Sal, how are you? Good to talk to you again. You too, Chris. What's on your mind? Another thing. He was just saying about having your own show. i got to tell you, a must-watch for me has become – I've become addicted to the uh, baseball in New York. What baseball awesome, night in New York. Isn't it fun? Yeah, you're, you're awesome on that, man. Just because you're, hey, you're a Mets fan, but I see the enthusiasm, and it's different when you see somebody on TV versus listening through the radio. So I just want to let you... You think I have a future in TV, you're saying? Absolutely. Hmm, you know? okay. <laughs> I've always been a radio guy first and foremost, but I like doing the TV. No, it's awesome. I, it's, a, it's a great watch. So anyway, Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Quickly, uh, on the Jets, and we had talked about this with the Giants, and uh, you know, everybody was going back and forth. If you sign... Jones, you lose Barkley. Now they got both, and they're going to be they're going to be on the hook for like twenty nine million between the two of them. Where if they franchised Jones, it would have been thirty two four just for so, him, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, so they save money there. So I, I want to go to the Jets, and this is my only concern. I've come more to your side on Aaron Rodgers. Like they got to get him right now, and worry about the quarterback down the road. I don't think it's going to be Zach Wilson. I think you know in a couple of years they got to find. Either a free agent or, you know, well, go draft and develop one, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think it's Zach Wilson. But the the big thing, I think, in looking, the question's going to be is, what is he willing to accept? Is he willing to renegotiate? And they 
they drag out a longer contract where they can spread the money out. I think he's on the books for $50 million next year. And they some of their key defensive players, like Mosley, Quentin William, Mosley definitely now, I think the kid's name is Reed, the defensive back, and there's one other good player. What does it do to their ability to re-sign those guys that made that defense that good this year? Well, they're going to, I mean, obviously they're going to have to keep the defense intact for the most part. Maybe not everybody. Quentin Williams isn't going to go anywhere. They're going to lock him up long term. But, yeah, they have to get, look, they have to build a team around him still. I mean, Joe Douglas knows that, whether it's the offensive line, making sure that's good to go, whether it's defense, taking it to another level. I don't know how the contract is going to work. All I know is that it would benefit from my understanding, is that it would benefit both the Packers and the Jets if they reworked the contract. Now, yeah. what that means, I don't know. I mean, the Packers, if they trade Rodgers, are taking a $40 million hit against the cap. I've got to imagine that they're going to try to re- rework that so it's not that significant. And, yeah. you know, the Jets are going to be looking to make a, a deal with Rodgers here that's going to also help them still build a team. It's going to be a lot of money. There's no question about that. It's going to cost them draft picks. But I don't know what the exact numbers of the deal are going to be, but it's going to be reworked, which is probably why they're talking so much recently. Yeah, one last thing is just uh, my other concern with the Jets is I was looking at stuff, and I I mentioned to you weeks ago, I I used the term the Jets line is trash, and that may have been an overstatement, but I was looking at something. The reason I said it, I I was reading something on Pro Football Focus. They've given up, and they were kind of criticizing Douglas because he's an offensive line guy. Um, You look at Becton. George Fant is 35 years old. Becton might be a bust. Um, but they've given up the third most sacks in the NFL over the last four years total. So, you know, how does that affect Rodgers? just want to get your thoughts. Well, I think Rodgers is better. And thank you for the call, Chris, and for the kind words. We appreciate it. Make sure you stay tuned to SMI Baseball Night New York, 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. They get a quarterback in Rodgers who is smart enough to know when to get rid of the football. He's elusive as well. You know, some of that is on the quarterback taking the sacks. Now, I know the offensive line has not been great. And with Vera Tucker going down this year, that really changed everything. I know everybody wants to focus on Brees Hall, but it was really Vera Tucker, which was a a huge – and both were big. But losing Vera Tucker, that's – you can't replace that. You could replace running back production to a certain extent. Not Vera Tucker. So the Jets hope to stay, get healthier and stay healthy on the offensive line. I mean, Becton, as you said, he's heading toward bust territory, if not there already. You know, that's something they're going to have to get better at. But I do think Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback who knows what he's doing, a quarterback who knows when to get rid of the football, a quarterback who could be elusive even at his age, those things could help out an offensive line that maybe is not great, but they need to make sure that that offensive line is formidable. I mean, that's how the Jets were supposed to be built. Offensive line, running the football, and playing defense. And if you could have that foundation and then add Aaron Rodgers to that, that's how you can get to a championship-type level. Pat is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Pat? How you doing, Sal? Always good to talk to you. You too, Pat. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm glad Daniel Jones was signed for the school for the Giants fans. As far as the Jets are concerned, I mean, I, I don't have an extensive knowledge of football, and it's possible I'm missing something, but isn't it necessary in negotiations to be able, if things completely fall apart and they're asking too damn much, to walk away from the table? For which side are you talking about? The Giants? I'm talking about for the Jets. If they have oh, no with Rodgers. Yeah. If they have no options, doesn't that paint them in a corner and can't they get fleeced? I'm thinking about the Mets uh, compared to the Jets. The Mets, when they traded for Ruff, had to give up three prospects, whereas other teams were able to get them without 
because the Mets had a reputation uh, of being to be fleeced. I don't know about that. You got to let the rough one go. Uh, who cares? Uh, three prospects or three players. J.D. Davis sucks anyway. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's a totally different situation here. I don't believe the Jets are going to be held hostage here. The Jets want Aaron Rodgers. They know what it's going to take. And if anything, the Packers, they could say that they want to keep Rodgers. They don't. They want to move him. So it's not like there's some leverage with the Packers. The Packers said specifically, they're the ones who went out and said, if we do trade him, we're trading him to an AFC team. That gives the Jets a little bit more leverage. The Raiders reportedly aren't going to be interested. Who is in on Aaron Rodgers? Where are all these teams dying for Aaron Rodgers? Where are they? But put on your your put on your negotiation cap right now. Okay. Are are both teams are both teams of the attitude that we want to mutually benefit both of our teams? Yes, I think so. I feel like this is a deal where that is the case. Then I agree. We must get Rodgers, but we we must find some way to make the offensive line better. Uh, because, you know, I, I have a long-term memory, and there can't be anything disastrous about a Hall of Fame quarterback from Green Bay coming to the Jets at the end oh, of the Oh, we got to let that go here. <laughs> I, I know why you're bringing it up, Pat. We got to, and thank you for the call. I mean, it's the same stuff that happened when the Mets traded for Francisco Lindor. Oh, what happened the last time the Mets made a blockbuster deal with Cleveland? Oh, Carlos Baerga or Robbie Alomar. I mean, come on. It One has nothing to do with the other. You can joke about it. You can reference it for nostalgic purposes. But in reality, one has nothing to do with the other. I'm tired of hearing about Brett freaking Favre. I don't care about Brett Favre and what that deal was, you know, 15 years ago, whatever happened there. It's a long time ago now. It's ironic or coincidental that the Jets happen to be in the same spot now where they desperately need a quarterback and a Hall of Fame quarterback from Green Bay, the one who replaced Brett Favre, happens to be the guy that's available. Rodgers just can't get out of Brett Favre's footsteps. But I think that's more, you know, just random coincidence. It's not like the Jets are chasing Packers quarterbacks. Well, what are you going to do? Well, you know what? Favre didn't work out years ago. Screw Rodgers. We'll go somewhere else. We'll go get Garoppolo. Come on. He's the guy. Go get him. Make it happen. And Jet fans shouldn't be concerned about what happened or what didn't happen with Brett Favre. Totally different situation. And just simplify it. If you're hesitant at all to go all in on Rodgers or the idea of Aaron Rodgers, think about what other option would get you excited about the Jets this year. Is there another option out there that you really feel like could get the Jets on a Super Bowl-type level? I mean, Lamar Jackson would be the only one possible, and you already know what that's going to cost. 230, 250-plus you know, million guaranteed plus the two draft picks, and is that really where you want to go? I think Rodgers is better and gives him a better chance. Maybe not long-term because it's going to be you know a year-by-year thing, probably a two-year thing, but I'd rather have Rodgers right now than I would Lamar Jackson. You don't need to find a pot of gold to strike it rich this March. Instead, 
Win money on your tournament wagers with Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best team of odds makers in the business, so they're the safe bet when it comes to sports gambling. You have a direct line of their experienced staff behind the counter in Las Vegas. They also have one of the most extensive betting menus around, so no matter what you want to wager on come tournament time, Superbook is sure to have it. Download the Superbook app and start winning today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Sal Licata back on the fan. I was just talking with Jerry Recco out in the newsroom, and we are talking about troughs. Very fascinating conversations, you can imagine. And Jerry was reminding me that a lot of times at the Ivy League venues that we would go to, they had the troughs. Uh, Franklin Field at Penn. And, yes, that is accurate. But I was thinking of something recently. I was like, man, I feel like I was at a ballpark recently. I was shocked. And then I remembered that I went on the trip to Oakland and San Francisco back in September of last baseball season. And I can't remember which one had the trolls. I mean, obviously you would be like, yeah, well, it's got to be Oakland, right? And it might have been. But for whatever reason, I remember being surprised that there were the trough. I would not be surprised in Oakland. I would expect that to be the case. So was it at Oracle Park in San Fran? I'm not sure. But one of those two places definitely had the troughs, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. Now, anyway, 877-337-6666. Frank is in East Islip. What's up, Frank? Hey, good morning, Sal. How are you, Frank? Good. A um, couple points on the Jets real quick. Uh the Rogers deal, I mean, I, I think everybody thinks that, you know, it's a done deal. They're just working out the parameters and the compensation and whatever. I don't think they're coming back from California without a deal done. That's my opinion. Well, I think that, and, they're, uh, I think that they're already on their way back, and there's no deal done at least. But uh, don't let facts get in the way. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that was the case. I was told that they were flying out of there late uh, and maybe landing here, you know, maybe at this hour or 3 a.m., whatever it may be. So I don't think that... Uh, a deal is going to get done um, before they leave California. Yeah, I mean, like the parameters are said, you know, whatever, and, you know, they right. hash out what they need to hash out. Hopefully, um, yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you think also, uh, I'm a big Wilson supporter. I know there's not a lot of us out there. I, you know, I know you also like Wilson mm-hmm. and his talent, and you could see it. I mean, it's kind of the best of both worlds, I guess, right? If he comes here. He mentors him for a year or two, and then hopefully, God willing, Jack does turn into the quarterback that they think they drafted. Is that a crazy thought? No, it's not crazy. I don't think that that should be on anybody's mind. I understand why you're saying that. You could see a path for that being the case, but right now, the last thing that any Jeff fan should be thinking about or want to hear about for the next two years is Zach Wilson. It's not about him. Oh. It is about it. And I'm not saying you are. I, I'm not saying you bring it up. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about, oh, well, you know, who's going to be next? Right now, I'm not worried about who's next. I'm worried about what is now. And that would be Aaron Rodgers. But, yes, if you want to talk about the development game, Zach Wilson, of course, idolized Aaron Rodgers. What better guy to learn from than the guy that he idolized? He could watch, learn, be mentored, and hopefully be ready to take over the reins in two years, if need be. And, you know, and and then maybe be the franchise quarterback that Joe Douglas and company drafted him to be. But there's a long way to go for that. And I wouldn't even think it's on the radar at this point. Oh, I agree. I'm, um, I bleed green, you know, Sal, I've been a Jets fan my whole life. So um, it's, 
I'm more than ecstatic for Rodgers the two, three years that we get him. Playoffs, contends, whatever it is. You're one of those and guys, another- Frank. You're one of those guys that hop on that party bus, right, from East Islip and then go to the Meadowlands, or not the Meadowlands, geez, go to MetLife and watch the Jets, no? Yes, absolutely. You know, it's a great time. We've mm. done it a couple times. My wife, my three older boys, you know, it's it's a great time. One more point. Does, does Rodgers make the Jets' defense better than it already is also, meaning that they he can – Yes. Extend the drive, gets the first down. The defense is fresh. I think I think it even helps the defense even more and even better than they were last year. Correct. It's an excellent point that we're not really talking about at this particular moment. And thank you for the call, Frank. Appreciate checking in. Yeah, of course. I mean, a better offense helps out their defense. So Aaron Rodgers being a core. Think about what the Jets had last year. It was horrible. They had no offense. I mean, after Hall went down. Quarterback play was atrocious. That plus crap. You add Aaron Rodgers, now you're a different level. You're talking about, think about the improvement there. Going from the worst quarterback situation possible to one of the better quarterback situations, adding a Hall of Fame quarterback. It helps out everything. Having a good offense that could control the clock, move the football, get first downs, you know, score points, take some of the pressure off the defense, not have the defense on the field the whole game. Yeah, of course it'll help out. I'm excited for it. Needs to happen. It will happen. Rodgers will be a Jet, as we were saying yesterday, before all this news started to come down. He's coming here. I told you so. Watch it doesn't happen. You know it's going to. You jinxed it. <laughs> you jinxed the team, you loudmouth. Shut up. <laughs> it's happening, Jet fans. Feel it. Embrace it. Rogers is coming here. Ken is calling from Queens. Hi, Ken. Yeah, how you doing, Sal? How are you, Ken? Sal, I'm going to talk about the Jets, but just I want to say one thing about the Mets at the end, so just don't hang up on me until I finish some of my one thing about the okay. Mets. Go ahead. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right. Ironically, tonight on NFL Network, I'm watching Green Bay, Detroit, the last game. Aaron hopefully plays for Green Bay, right? Right. right. Okay. As he goes into the tunnel, he has his arm around one of his favorite receivers, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb has his arm around him. They walk through the tunnel, whatever they were saying, blah, blah, blah. But this is what I'm thinking, Sal. Guys like Randall Cobb and Tony Lazard, who I think they're both free agents. These guys, I think, yeah, would want to play with him and probably would take a discount because you got to realize the Jets are going to probably lose Corey Davis, possibly Carl Lawson. They're all going to be cap casually hit. Because of Aaron coming here, and they got to remove, you know, some cap space. So these guys are going to be gone. But like you said, these they're going to be players that want to come and play for the Jets. And if I'm Joe Douglas, 
and his Philly ties, I go to Mr. Kelsey, the center, and say, you want to be the center for Mr. Aaron Rodgers? Take a little bit of a discount and come win a Super Bowl Well, did he say he wanted to? And he to be crying in his mother's arms whoa, when his brother's whoa. celebrating on the other whoa. end. Whoa, can you get any nasty? Um, no, no. no, I'm just saying. No, no, I know. You it, saw it, that. Is it he, yeah, but I know, I saw I it. so bad for the guy. Uh, I saw, you know what, this is, it happens. Uh, but isn't he going to retire? I thought Kelsey's retiring. I don't think so. I think he's got a lot of football left. He wants to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I mean, he lost to his brother. Now even more so, you would think, as his brother yeah. has one that he want to win. Douglas has ties with Philly. Come on, take a little less. Come be the center for Mr. Rogers. That would be... An unbelievable move, I think. Oh, like you I got, said, you gotta trust, he gets his chance. you got to trust Joe Douglas to build the offensive line, and I think that he will. I mean, it's not like the Jets' offensive line is awful. It needs to be better, clearly. Who knows what Becton's deal is going to be. Getting Vera Tucker back healthy um, will be huge for them. So I wouldn't be opposed to building that offensive lineup, and neither will Joe Douglas. They're going to do it, yeah. so just trust that. Now, right? on the Mets, yeah. just one thing. You want to drive Mets fans crazy tomorrow on your baseball tonight show at 6 o'clock? I'll promote you. I watch it every night. Thank you. Okay? Show a clip of Armstrong making a – this is probably the greatest catch I've seen in all my life, and I've seen a lot of great catches. Pete Armstrong, what a catch he made today in spring training. If you can look it up later, check it out. You'll drive Mets fans crazy if you show that in the beginning of the show. Yeah, well, why would night. I want to do that? <laughs> Ken, come on, and thank you for the call. Why would we want to do that? I mean, I'll check out the highlight, but I don't think we're going to – we don't want to drive Mets fans crazy. We want to entertain, inform, have some fun, make them happy. Not drive crazy, No. Although sometimes that could be fun, too. Eric is calling from Ron Conkham. What's up, Eric? Yeah, speaking of which, we're all a little crazy anyway, aren't we? So the, the I think sports out. fans in general, yes. Yeah. yeah, you have to be to be a fan. I mean, that's the the, the word, you know, fan is, is fanatic. Fanatic is a form of crazy. So. Um, hmm. but, uh, well, I never, and, and, I never thought way, about I, it like that or heard it broken down like that, but makes sense. Uh, and by the way, I think you guys officially scared me away from ever using any restroom in, a, in an arena again. But uh, why? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, if it doesn't have that um, that divider up, I don't really want to use it to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I just thought again flashbacks of uh, uh, the the scene in Ace Ventura when he's trying to find the guy with the missing uh, mm-hmm. stone in the ring, you know. And uh, you know, there's there's one scene in the restroom there, but that. Uh, uh, but anyway. Um, Look, as far as the, the uh, both local teams, uh, Jet and Giant, I mean, I, I think it's a smart idea as far as the two years. I mean, the money's a little, you know, over the top, I think, um, you know, as far as what they gave him. But, but, but again, I mean, it, it seems like that's what the market was going to give him anyway. But it, I think the two years, though, is a good idea because, you know, you, you got to figure it's going to be somewhat of a downturn this uh, this season. Uh, as an expectation because of the potentially harder schedule. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, also, too, to see, you know, sometimes you get the, even though he's been in the league, but you might you might get that sophomore jinx with the new coach, uh, not necessarily him, but, you know, you, you just don't know how things are going to play out. So if he shows improvement or at least, or at least stays flat and, and then shows improvement the next year, then, then you know which way you're going with him. But if he backtracks a lot both years, 
that, that also puts you to, to know where you're going to go. So, yeah, I know, still think to a certain extent he, he's got to prove himself. Now, he doesn't have to prove himself for the contract, and that's what we were kind of talking about, where there's a difference between yeah. getting the contract and being the guy here now and getting to another level. Daniel Jones still yeah. has a lot of work to do to get to another level as a quarterback in this league, especially when you look in his own division, whether it's Jalen Hurts or even Dak Prescott. Right, right. Um, now, look, as far as the Jets, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still going to be at the point where I believe uh, Rodgers is there when I see him at the press conference holding up the jersey. Okay. But, you know, but uh, the, the previous caller, a few calls back, you know, saying that Rodgers had a, you know, a down year, which he did to his, you know, his standards. But let's, let, let's not forget that he also did have that thumb injury, which came out after the fact, you know, which, you mm-hmm. know, played them for however many games, too. So, and they still ended up going to pretty much the last game of the season uh, after that uh, terrible start. So, I mean, that, that's got to say a lot as well. But, you know, the, the, the Jets have quite a few. I mean, look, they, they got Garrett Wilson, you got Brees Hall, you got a, uh, another very capable running back, Sam Knight, you know, the, a couple other, uh, Elijah Moore. You know, and on top of that, we haven't even gotten to the draft yet for this year. I mean, if Douglas has anywhere near a similar draft as, as last year, you know, that, that can only be a good thing. So, uh, you know, the, there's a lot of promise there as well. I, I just Yeah, I wouldn't you know, think it's going to be you know, last year where, you, well, you know, last year all the top picks and everything like that. So I wouldn't uh, – oh, no. I mean, as far as – yeah, so hit with the picks that he makes, sure, find some impact players right away, that would be great. I do trust Joe Douglas in the draft, especially after what he did last year. But you're right, you're forgetting that they could also add to – what is already a nice foundation here? If you have that solid foundation, then you bring Aaron Rodgers in, and then, you know, whether it's cleaning up some things through free agency or adding a key piece or two in the draft, that's how you build a team that could go out there and compete to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. And which also, again, now look, who knows, <clears throat> who knows what will happen, you know, after the, you know, assuming Rodgers is here. But, you know, those pieces also will – be in place, hopefully, uh, when when that uh, era comes to you know uh, is over, and then you have a great foundation for whoever ends up taking over, whether it's Zach Wilson or whoever at that point. So, I mean, that that's the whole thing. Let, let's build the team of you know, even if you do have to have the little stopgap there. I mean, sometimes it's necessary to have the you know uh, the bandaid on it. You just don't want to rip it off. So that, that that's where uh, that's the way I see it. You know, you got sometimes you got to put it on. You just don't want to have to rip it off, and, and you know, then you're shell-shocked. Yeah. So. Uh, look, they, they had to go in there, and thank you for the call, Eric. As always, appreciate checking in. you got to go there and do what's best for the organization right now. They needed the quarterback. Go get Aaron Rodgers, and you, you worry about what happens in the future in the future, not right now. And, you know, with Wilson, obviously he was given an opportunity. I think they put him in a position to fail. And guess what? He failed. Surprise. But after two years, they realized, hey, our team should be better right now. We have an opportunity to win now. And it's just the perfect storm where their quarterback that they drafted didn't develop for whatever reason. Their own fault, his fault, didn't develop. The other pieces of the team have developed to a point where they should be competing. And they were better last year. Could have, should have been a playoff team. And a Hall of Fame quarterback is available. So the perfect storm leads Rodgers to the Jets. And 
they're putting together, assuming that they get Rodgers, the best team that they possibly could to try to go out there and win a Super Bowl. And it's realistic. Not likely, but realistic. The thing that makes it realistic, not just Rodgers, obviously, is a Hall of Fame quarterback and is still playing at a high level, but because of their defense, that can be what separates them. They now have an offense that could at least compete with the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs. It's at least, I don't know if on par is too strong, but at least they're in the ballpark when talking about competing with those top offensive teams. But their defense is what can put them over the top because a good-slash-dominant defense, and I I thought their defense last year was overrated. It's got to be a little bit better than that, but it's still good. And it will be better with Rodgers, as we just mentioned before. But they need to tweak it a little bit here, a little bit there, and, and, and get a better defense overall. That can be the difference between them and the Bills, between them and the Bengals, between them and the Chiefs. They may have had a better defense than all those teams, but their offense was nowhere near, nowhere near the others. Now it's going to be. That's why there's hope. It's not just, oh, they got Rodgers and now they could go to the Super Bowl. No, it's the total package to where if they do have the best defense in football combined with Aaron Rodgers, now you're talking. 877-337-6666. We'll finish up with your calls on the other side. Go 105 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's Salicata on the fan. Salicata back on the fan. Daniel Jones. Going to be a giant for a while. Saquon Barkley, going to be a giant. Who knows how long, but at least this year as they slap the franchise tag on him and there's no way that anybody would match uh, or, or go out there and give Barkley an offer and have to give up two first-round picks to get him. So he'll be a giant. It's just a matter of if they could come to a longer-term uh, deal with him uh, as well. But the Giants get their guys, all the talk, all the worry about whether it's going to be Jones and Barkley or just Jones coming back and you know what's going to be on the franchise tag. Best-case scenario for the Giants has taken place where they get Jones at a, I don't know if it's team-friendly deal, but they get him at a number that they could live with. The cap hit is not going to be bad this year, and they get to bring back Saquon Barkley. Now they have to build out the rest of that team. And we'll await word now for the other team in town, the Jets, who are looking to get a Hall of Fame quarterback and take their team to another level. Man, sports around here are really, remember the doldrums? It feels like just yesterday, but it was a long time ago now. That Actually, it wasn't that long ago. What am I talking about? The Knicks have sucked forever. The Jets and Giants were awful for a while. And, you know, the Mets and the Yankees, or really the Yankees, were carrying this sports town. And then the Mets got on board last year with their big season, you know, the big spending of Steve Cohen. So you have those two teams going well. The Knicks back to being a competent, decent, maybe even good, dare I say, team. And the Jets and Giants, you know, this year the Giants come out of nowhere, get to the divisional round. The Jets continue to disappoint. They're the ones that are lagging. But they may have Aaron Rodgers in the near future. Now you're talking about a powerhouse sports town. New York sports like it ought to be. Mets, Yankees, two teams that could go out there and win the World Series. Jets, Giants, two teams that could go out there and make the playoffs. 
Knicks going to be in the playoffs. Rangers going to win the Stanley Cup. Dave is calling from Comac. Sound a little too confident there, Sal. Well, what do you mean? We want the cup. It's happening. I you feel sure? it. Yeah. Sal, let me tell you. Did you know that it's quite possible that by the end of the season, the Islanders may finish ahead of the Rangers? No way. Yes what are you talking way. about? No, yes never. Way. They're only five points behind them. No, yeah, that's, you know, come on now. The Rangers come are on, a little Sal. bit. You know that's a possibility. Rangers, Rangers are a little bit in funk. They A little bit of a funk here. They have three games in hand, and they're only going to get better because they actually have time to practice. How about that? Go figure. They finally they have time to practice with Kaner. They really think they have a, a chance in, 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 in you know what to beat uh, Boston? Yeah, absolutely. What are you kidding me? Come on. I don't think so. Well, of course you don't Boston think so. Did you think the, Did you think the Rangers were going to go to the, the Rangers played well against Boston the other day, and they didn't even have it. The Rangers are shorthanded, and they're just getting acclimated here with the, with their new additions. The, when the Islanders play the Rangers to play off, the Rangers are toast. Oh, oh, come <laughs> on! Are you kidding me? I want the Islanders. I want the Islanders. <laughs> You're going to be wearing that Islander jersey with the Rangers. I don't even know what you're talking about, Islander jersey. What does that mean? Look, the the Rangers right now should be focused on the Devils, not the Islanders. You don't remember that jersey that somebody gave No, 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 no. That who gave it to me? Jackie gave you the oh, 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 that one. Oh, you mean, yeah, yeah that's that right. No, now I remember. Yeah, I have that uh, hanging up in the closet somewhere. When the, when, the, when the Rangers lose, you're going to be wearing an Islanders jersey. No, I'm not. <laughs> hey, by the way, can the Islanders – see, here's what I want. Dave, this is, what, this is where there's a difference between me and you. Okay. Unlike you, who's a Ranger hater, I am rooting for the Islanders to win. I'd like to see the Islanders actually beat Carolina. Can they do that? I think they can. Good, because then it's going to be the Rangers on similar path to what they did in 1994, taking out the Devils in the first round, and then sweeping the Islanders out of the second round. It's not going to happen, and the Islanders will beat Boston, too. Oh, God, here we go. Yeah, yeah okay. I think they'll beat right. Boston. Right. Um, based yeah. on what, exactly? What's that? Based on what, exactly? Because they beat Boston in 2021, that's how. So what? Who cares? It's a new year. What are you talking about? What does about? that mean? They'll show up for the Rangers, and they'll show up for Boston. Yeah, you, you get by Carolina first, will you? Oh, Carolina's the easy part. Hey, Dave, i got to let you go, but before I do, I have one more message for you. You know yep. what it is? Go ahead. You know what it is, don't you? You're not going to start whistling. The Yo, Potvin sucks, Dave! Potvin sucks! Now, I'm not going to whistle yet. I want to see the Rangers get back on track here. Get your circuit playing at the high level that we know he's capable of. Get that power play clicking with the addition of Kaner now that they had some time to take the ice and have a morning skate, for goodness sake. People are giving up on the Rangers. They haven't even practiced together with this new team. Lindgren coming back. Keandre Miller coming back. Rangers will be just fine. And I'm not worried about the Islanders at all. I welcome seeing the Islanders. You're throwing the hockey, too. Left them out. We talk about the Jets and Giants being playoff contenders. Obviously, the Giants were in the playoffs, but looking ahead, you know, with the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers will be so exciting. Both teams going to be playoff teams. Mets and Yankees, both teams, World Series contending teams. Knicks in the playoffs making a run at the 4-5 seed. And then in hockey, you get all three of these teams in. Devils, Rangers, and Islanders. You want to throw, throw the nets in there as well with basketball? You could do so. I mean, this is this is now we went from the darkest period in New York sports to maybe the greatest period in New York sports. 
Chad is calling from Tampa, Florida. What's up, Chad? Morning. How you doing? How are you, Chad? Good. So I'm I'm a Jets fan. I'm not a Giants fan, but I, I had to chime in on this the Daniel Jones thing and the and the weapons. You know, people are arguing. Um, first of all, I mean, yes, uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, 15 touchdowns to parlay that into 40 million a year just disgusting <laughs> crazy um, right how that happens a year ago everybody wanted him out and now it's all oh, you got to bring back daniel jones now he's the guy and i get why they did it but i still would have questions and i do have questions about daniel jones as a quarterback overall and i, I don't even think it's a it's really a, a question daniel jones will always be the type of and, that, and i get it he does need better weapons around him but he's always going to be the type of quarterback that needs better players around them. And that's really the argument. The, the argument, you know, it's kind of semantics. There's definitely both two sides of it. But it's, we already see, like, a Mahomes. He, he lost Tyreek Hill. We see how good Tyreek Hill is. He went to the Dolphins, you know, 15 mm-hmm. yards, whatever it is. But Kansas City totally redid their offense. You know, they, they, they were a downfield passing Yeah, team we don't need year. to – right, you're, you're right, Chad. But you don't need to compare – or we don't need to compare Daniel no, Jones no, to Patrick Mahomes. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is there's a couple quarterbacks in the league that make receivers better. Right. And we just know that. And, and yes, obviously, if you take Chase and Higgins off of Cincinnati and you put them on the Giants, Daniel Jones' numbers are better, right? They're going to be a little bit better, but it doesn't make him a better quarterback. It doesn't all of a sudden mean that, that you know, if Burrow throws for 40 touchdowns, it doesn't mean Daniel Jones is going to throw for 40 touchdowns if he has Chase and, right. and Higgins. Jones is always going to be the type of quarterback that needs talent around him. He's not the type that's going to make everybody better. Right. And that's, that's and, the and difference. That, he does. Correct. He I does like the way that you said it. it. And that's part of the problem, right? Where he's a guy, well, you want a quarterback that's going to make other guys better. You don't have to be top tier, top five, but you want a quarterback that's going to make other players better. And I don't know. Well, we haven't seen that from that. Daniel Jones yet. And, and he'll he's never going to be that type of guy. I mean, you know, he is what he is. He's going to put up some, you know, decent numbers. He's going to get a little bit better. But look at Cousins. I mean, look at Jefferson. Jefferson could be the best receiver in the league. And they put up gaudy numbers together. But they right, go to the right. playoffs. It's an excellent point. It's an excellent point. I've used that example earlier in the year where we were talking about, you know, during the season where we were talking about this exact topic. And people make like, oh, great. We have to have a great wide receiver, and he makes every quarterback better. Well, the answer or the, the question that I would have was, did Justin Jefferson make Kirk Cousins better? Is Kirk Cousins a good quarterback because he has Justin Jefferson? The answer is no. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins still sucks. He's always been the same guy. He's Kirk Correct. Cousins. And he's like a car. They're going to put up gaudy numbers Correct. during the season. But push comes to shove. You get them to the playoffs when they're facing other top competition. It doesn't matter at that point. <laughs> they just don't get the job done. Uh, so now I will say, is. I will say though, Chad, there is still the potential for Daniel Jones to grow. He hasn't been that guy yet. But unlike Carr, unlike Cousins, right, unlike but, Garoppolo. But not grow into the top, you know, three or four quarterbacks. No, but but he group. could still. There's still room to get better for Daniel Jones, yeah. and I do think that there's that potential there. Giants see it in him, and if anybody could get it out of him, it would be Brian Dable. He's still got room to grow to where he can climb up the ranks. Never be a top well, five guy, 
but but that's that's why the there is two sides to it because if you do give him now you're not going to just all of a sudden say yeah we need to give him a Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams those you know you're talking about there's four or five guys in the league that are at that level mm-hmm. but he do he does need better receivers I mean there, there and is they'll get them they're going to get better that, receivers yeah, people are right by they need to put better receivers right. around Daniel Jones of course I mean that right that but goes it's without saying two but right two different arguments. It's not going to, yeah, and it's not going to turn him into Joe Burrow or, See, that's, or a top that's quarterback where, in the league. That's for sure. And thank you for the call, Chad. I appreciate you checking in. Good stuff. That's where there's the disconnect between me and a lot of Giant fans who are Daniel Jones supporters, or just me and Daniel Jones supporters in general. Where, yeah, of course they would benefit from having better wide receivers. Of course they would. As a team, Daniel Jones would benefit by it, of course. But it doesn't make him a top quarterback all of a sudden because he's got better weapons. He does not become on the level of those top guys. That's a different argument. But at least for a day, eh, what the hell, not more, more than a day, the Giants can now relax and be excited about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and know that Joe Shane is going to go to work now with some cap space. And obviously, in the draft, got to go out there and improve this team that went to the divisional round a year ago. Thanks to Brian McKean filling in once again for the sick fleagues. Hope he feels better. We'll see him soon. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Back again tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.